Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Be Gone. Uh, I'm excited to talk to everybody today. I was reconsidering maybe renaming uh, the weekly lectures um, Journey to Zero Waste. So you ladies can let me know if you guys want to change the topic or not. But um, I want to I wanna first first touch on um, a phone call that I got this week. Um, I got a lot of positive phone calls. Um, everybody's telling me how they're really reconsidering and they're decluttering and it's making such a difference. Kola kavod to everybody. I'm really impressed with all the ladies who are decluttering and making an effort and getting more organized. But I got a call from a lady and it it upset me. Um, she said her, her name and she said, I, I'm not sure. I'm just going to sort of, I'm not going to say her name. Um, she was asking me why should she care how much trash she throws away? Why should she care once it's away? It's not her problem anymore. She pays a certain amount of month for trash a certain amount of dollars every month for trash removal. And why should she care where it goes? She's allowed to throw out as much as she wants for that amount of for that amount of money. And it gets picked up every day. And, and why should she care? And the thing is, is that I think it's really it's really a basic tenet of Judaism to to care about other people and i i am not perfect okay and i make tons of mistakes and um i'm not a rav i'm i'm not a rebetzin i know what i know and that's what i know uh, but i do think that one of the basic things that we learn from a really young age as from women is kamocha. I mean, this is what Rabbi Akiva teaches al like on one leg, this is the Torah he teaches. The basic tenet of Torah is kamocha. Love your neighbor like you love yourself. When we throw away trash, we're damaging another person. Now I want to tell you how much I feel like Hashem totally had my uh, back on this uh, conversation. Uh, the lady left me a voicemail and I listened to the message and I was so upset. I was thinking, why, why are you not concerned about what happens to other people? When we throw away trash and it goes to a landfill and... People live next to the landfill or near the landfill. I mean, just think about Staten Island. I mean, Staten Island is basically a garbage dump. People live there. Uh, parts of Staten Island smell really bad. Like, um, the trash is not so far away. I mean, some of New York City's trash does get um, th go to Pennsylvania. But, I mean, for years it went to Staten Island. Those are our neighbors in Staten Island. They're our fr fellow city people in Staten Island, they're not 
nobody. They're not faceless people. And there are plenty of hazards, environmental um, hazards that come with living near garbage. The air quality is bad. It can pollute the water, which actually could pollute your water supply. Just think about like things that happen in Michigan um, with the water supply in Michigan. I mean, that wasn't like a directly related um, issue to garbage, but like when we care for what's around us, besides for that, I believe, and I think that I've illustrated that it is a Torah principle to protect the earth, but we also have to protect other people. And what we do, for example, in this case, throwing away garbage does affect other people. Somebody has to live near the garbage dump. Maybe it's not us, but people have to live there. Now, what I was going to say was I was upset about hearing this, the sort of like lack of feelings for other people. And I was reading um, a shita, actually, um, that somebody had translated from, I, I cannot remember the name of the Rav, but I will, Bezrat Hashem, look it up, um, from a 18th century Moroccan um, Gaon. And they had translated it. And it was actually about hair covering and why in certain situations hair covering is um, not necessary. And I personally cover my hair, but um, the shita was really interesting to me. And basically he says, this Rav says that, um, I'm not gonna discuss the pros and cons of covering your hair. I just wanna illustrate the point because it, it does speak to the same point, is that, um, if a woman wants to embarrass herself by uncovering her hair, that's her prerogative, but no one can do it for her. Hence, we have the mitzvah of sota where the kohen uncovers the woman's hair, and it's like a public shaming where you, where you uncover the hair. Okay, and he brings down this example of Rabbi, from Rabbi Kiva where um, a woman is in the market and a man uncovers her hair in the market, and the man is ordered to pay 400 zoos to... Um, you know, as a remuneration, um, as a penalty, as a fee, as a fine for embarrassing her, for uncovering her hair in public. And the man asks Rabbi Akiva to please give him time to pay it. And Rabbi Akiva grants it. And he follows the woman and finds that she uncovers her hair on her own in a public place anyways, and goes back and has a witness and goes back to Rabbi Akiva and says, look, she did it all by herself anyways. How could I be shaming her? But the point is, is that we are in control of our own shame and what we do ourselves is directly um, dependent um, on, on other people. Sorry, that didn't come out right. What I mean is that what we do to other people is our responsibility. This shita shows that this man um, uncovered this woman's hair and he had a 400 zoos penalty. The woman uncovered her hair by herself. That's considered she's shaming herself. Maybe the people who live next to the landfill are throwing away just as many bags as garbage as you are, but that's their own public shaming, if you will. That's what they do to themselves. But we do not have to do that to other people. And it's the same thing when we consume too many 
um, consumer items, like when we buy too many clothes, we are benefiting on the back of somebody else who's struggling. Our, it's not, we're not meant to do that. That's why buying ethically sourced clothes as often as possible is the priority, but only buying what you need is, should also be your priority because only buying what you absolutely need means that you're not benefiting from anybody else. You're not putting anybody else in a position that could possibly shame them by needing to work in a facility that's not healthy or um, not safe. And I think that this is just an important distinction when we're thinking about trash. When we throw things away, no matter how much we throw away, and even if we recycle it, um, recycling is not the solution because recycling is not on a hundred percent answer. But when we throw things, Dafka, in the garbage, like it goes away someplace. It's, and it's a real place, whether it goes to Pennsylvania or it goes to Staten Island or it gets shipped to China or it gets shipped to Europe. It doesn't matter where it gets shipped to or where it actually is. You're hurting somebody else by putting it there. So that's why you should care about why you should limit your trash and why you should um, think about what you're consuming in the first place. Not only will it, excuse me, I'm sorry, the hiccups, um, not only will it um, help you by being more organized, but it'll help the earth and it will help other people in the world. Now, I, I hear the argument. If everybody's throwing away 60 bags of trash and I'm only throwing away one, how will it make a difference? Well, the goal is to get everybody to just throw away one. If the whole world was only throwing away one bag a week, that would be so much better. <laughs> I mean, you can only make a difference in your, with yourself. You have to start with yourself. You can't expect other people to make the change for you. So to the lady who called me, I hope that I made sense. I really want you to call me back if I didn't make sense. And I really, I want to continue this dialogue with, with all of you because I really feel like not just from a waste perspective, but also from the organizing perspective, it's really, really important to consider what we're purchasing. I mean, from a financial perspective even, it's really important to consider what we're purchasing. How many of us don't have enough money for the things we really want, but we find enough money for small things that we might not need? So let's say we're saving for a big purchase. Maybe it's a new car, or maybe it's, or a better car, or maybe it's, you know, a piece of furniture, a new bed, a new table, but yet we went to Target and spent $75 or $100 on six items of clothes when we only really needed one item from there. And we could have used the rest of the money as, as a savings for the item that we really did need and we, Chaval, don't have enough money to buy. So I want everybody to just sort of think about organization and like the global scale and how it affects us. Not only is or buying too much affecting our clutter problem. I mean, like I said, to all the ladies who are calling me, I mean, I get at least 10 phone calls a week saying, 
I love listening to you and I'm, I happened upon it by chance and I've learned so much and I've decluttered my house and it makes such a big difference and now I have so much more free time and cleaning is so much faster. All those things are true when you're organized. Cleaning is faster. There's less to tidy. There's, I mean, when you are more minimalist, that's true too. When you're organized and when you're minimalist and when you have less, cleaning is faster. Cleanup is easier. Um, you worry less because you have less stuff to worry about. Your life becomes better. You can focus on the things that you want to focus on. You can focus on your kids. Honest to God, my husband um, hurt his knee and thank God he's doing so much better. And it was really sort of stressful having a fourth kid who's a grown-up and has real needs. And, and my husband was so nice and was really trying to be considerate of me and felt bad like asking me for things. And my kids were trying to be as helpful as possible. But it was still like one more person to take care of. And I have to say... Um, it wasn't so bad because, I mean, it was bad. I'll be honest. I was a little upset, but like it could have been so much worse. It was easy because I didn't have like millions of dishes to do. It was easier because there just wasn't like clothes all over the place. The kids knew where their clothes went. The laundry got folded. One thing my husband was able to do was help me fold the laundry. So that was good. Um, but the point is, is that an organization, it's an ecosystem. One thing works together with the other thing. So for example, as I've illustrated, um, when you have less, let's say toys in the playroom, it's much faster to tidy them up which makes vacuuming the carpet or the floor faster, which means dusting is super fast, which means you have more time. So I guess what I want to say to you, wonderful lady caller, who I know your name, but I'm not going to say, and you know who you are because I know you're listening. You should care because what you do not only affects you, but it affects other people. And the way that it affects you is because, because you're buying things, because you're spending money, that means you're wasting your money too by throwing things away. So consider your spending, and I promise you that will help you reduce your trash. And then whatever you throw away, go, you do the best you can. Um, I hope that answers your question. Um, so I wanna talk about a few other things. Um, Miri called me, and I realized I talked about what Mary called, uh, to, called up about last week, but I, I don't know that I answered her question, which was, um, she asked me, how come I store my jelly jar, I, I store my spices in my jelly jars? Why, why don't I keep them in the container that I purchase them in? Well, Mary, I don't purchase my spices in containers. <laughs> um, I actually usually either bring my glass jars, depending on what kind of spices I'm buying, with me to the market and I have them zero out the scale and I fill out my, um, I fill my jar with the spices that I want or I put them in my muslin bags and I have them weigh them and bring them home in my, in my bag and then I transfer them to the jar so they stay fresher. Um, this is not something that everyone can do. Um, certainly for whole spices like cinnamon or pepper, 
that are don't need a hechsher to to be purchased. They can be purchased loose with with sacks or in small jars. Um, ground up spices are more problematic, but in Israel, uh, all this all the spices have uh, kashrut certification. So I go to my supermarket and I buy them like that in the supermarket or in the shuk or. Uh, wherever and I buy also all my dry items rice beans uh, barley lentils also in bags I just bring a small muslin bag with a tie on it and you can see actually the bags that I use are on my website balaganbegone.com and um, yeah Mary I hope that answered your question um, that's why I don't have spice jars Okay, um, Gitty called me and told me she's pregnant. Bishatova Gitty. Um, and she was spending at least 30 minutes picking up garbage. And now she realized how much time she's wasting just cleaning up. Um, she loves regular dishes and says that food tastes so much better on regular dishes. And she feels like she's eating like a mensch when she's on regular dish, uh, eating from regular dishes. But... She doesn't have a dishwasher and, and she's pregnant and um, she just, she can't not do chad pami. Um, so what I want to say in that situation is if you can't use, not use chad pami, minimize your chad pami um, for plastic cups, you know, write, use a Sharpie, write in the name on the cup at the beginning of the day, just use that cup all day and then at the end of the day, um, you know, everything can go in the garbage. Um, buy compostable if you can and you have a composting option. Buy paper over plastic. Um, make the best choices you can. Make the most sustainable choices you can. If you need chad pami, okay, you need it. Find another place where you can save. So, for example, maybe you can use chad pami. Uh, you can't use... Uh, you need to use chad pami dishes, but maybe instead of paper towels, you could use rags. I keep a drawer full of rags and I keep a, a basket right next to my washing machine when the basket's full. I throw them all in the wash together and then I just throw them back in the uh, drawer when they're dry. So maybe that's the answer for you. Or maybe it's uh, a menstrual cup. Instead of using pads and tampons every month, maybe a menstrual cup is the answer, which by the way, a menstrual cup will save you tons of money. You, the cheapest ones are $4. Some of them cost $25. They last like 10 years. They save a ton of money. They save a ton of resources. I mean, you're pregnant now, so that's not really something that you'll need, but for later on, that, that could be useful. Um, maybe it's... Um, tooth powder instead of toothpaste that comes in, in a tube rather than a non-recyclable uh, roll. Uh, I'm sorry, it comes in a jar rather than a tube. Um, tubes you can't recycle, but the tooth powder packaging you can recycle. So if chad pami is the thing that you need, okay, pick the best solution and find a place where you can waste less in another place. Don't buy plastic water, uh, water bottles anymore. Buy a Brita with a filter or get a filtered water on your tap and stop buying bottled water. I mean, there's lots of places where we can cut down and, and, and do better. Um, so, Kitty, I hope that answered you.
Um, Shalamis is moving. Um, she asked me about a bunch of things. She asked me actually a great question about organizing, which I love. And I'm surprised no one's asked me this until then. How many towels should I have? <laughs> um, the truth is, is I think we keep towels like a long time beyond their lifetime. <laughs> I think that towels should actually be delegated to the regs way sooner than we uh, do. I think people use up their towels a lot. And Kolakavod, you should use up, use it up. Um, I, I live near the beach. My kids, we go to the beach about once a week. And um, so what I do is I have two towels for each person. Plus I have a beach towel for each person. Um, and then I have um, a small set of guest towels for my guest room um, because those I need a set of towels because oftentimes I have um, like parents in the guest room. So I have like two fancier towels sets for my guests. And then I have enough like when we have kids over, when the kids have friends over and stuff, we just use their spare towel. Um, um, in the summertime, I sometimes feel like we need like two bath towels and two pool towels per kid, um, because of camp and the towels just aren't washed and dried fast enough. Um, so I would say it depends really on the frequency, but I wouldn't do more than two per person in the bath and maybe one to two for pool beach, um, towels. Um, so, also, Shalamis read my blog, and um, she, she read about me not buying bins, and she um, wanted to know, I wrote on my blog that I don't think buying bins is really the key to organizing. I think having less is the key to organizing. So, she wants to know, um, how do you organize kitchen items? If you don't, um, if you don't have bins, well, this is a problem for a lot of people. Um, I have a client now. She just moved. She told she called me and said her new place only has one drawer for silverware. And I so we went through the options of what she could do. I actually like um, the Alex drawers from IKEA. Um, they're really good for silverware. They're long and thin, um, and they're actually on a rolling cart, so it gives you like a little extra. Um, and um, I suggested that she buy that. I think Shalamis, since Shalamis has been emailing me, Shalamis, if you're listening, send me a picture of the area, and um, I'll give you my feedback. Um, and then she's asked me about stuffed animals. Sometimes kids the stuffed animals get out of control. So I've talked about this before, not specifically related to stuffed animals, but related to kids' toys. Um, it's important, it might not go as fast as you want it to, but it's important to allow children to declutter themselves. At the beginning, I would try going through a small space, spend 10 minutes and be like, hey, today we're gonna do this section of your closet. And even if they give away one thing, be like, hey, good job. You're giving that to Stucka. A, a boy or girl who really needs it is going to get it. And, and before you start organizing, you should discuss which Sadaka you're going to donate it to, where you're going to donate it to. Maybe you'll donate it to the playroom at your shul. Um, but the point is, is that you really make a plan with the kids 
and then let them do it. And, and actually you're teaching your kids such a valuable skill. They learn how to make decisions this way. They learn in their brain how to um, categorize what's important and what's not important. And they can prioritize. And you're doing your kids a disservice by organizing for them. Teach them how to do it. Okay, go through each piece with them. Dump the whole bin on the floor. Say whatever you're keeping goes back into the bin. Whatever you're tossing goes into this box for donation. Okay, and we're going to donate it to X place. Um, so that's, that's really, really important to have your kids um, work on decluttering on their own. Um, let's see. Okay, a lady called me and said, it's really hard to be on top of the clutter because of the weather. It's so hot and the kids are going to sleep later and she's made progress on the decluttering, but what else can she do? Keep minimizing as much as you can. <laughs> I promise that's the answer. Um, and, and let things go. <laughs> um, let it go. Just your house doesn't need to be totally spotless. If you walk into my house right now, it's not totally spotless. I mean, it's not a pigsty, but it's, you know, whatever. I had the same thing. I'm working long days now because kids are at camp longer than they're at school. And so the moms are like, yes, let's do marathon organizing events. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's okay to sometimes let it go. <laughs> uh, just do the best you can. And don't freak out if your house is a little bit of a polygon. It's okay. Um, okay, let's see who else I have here. Oh, a lady called me. She didn't say her name, but I love this story. Um, she told me she's learning a lot from, from uh, the episodes, uh, but she wanted to tell me a story that she's been really organized. She's always been really organized. And a lady came to her door. Her neighbor came to her door and said, please, my baby's very sick. I guess it was Shabbos. Um, and... Uh, I need Tylenol for my baby, like infant Tylenol. And she went to the one place where she keeps the Tylenol and she looked and she didn't have any. And she says, I'm sorry, I don't have any. And the lady says to her, but can't you please look for, for it someplace else? And the lady said to her, I'm sorry, I can't. I know I only keep it in one place and therefore I know I don't have any. And the lady was surprised and confused. The neighbor was surprised and confused. She's like, what do you mean you only keep it in one place? Ladies, this is one of the secrets of organization. Like items together, all in the same place, in one place, you always know where it is. I have, I have one pair of scissors. <laughs> it lives on my desk. My kids know where it is and they know that they have to put it back. That's where it lives. All of the pens that I have are sitting there on my desk. There's only about five of them in there, but still, they're all there. I don't have pens in other places in the house. The only place I keep markers is in the kitchen. I keep Sharpies so I can write on things in the kitchen. That's it. I don't have pens in that drawer. I only have Sharpies there. <laughs> so the Sharpies live in my kitchen because that's where it's easiest for me to have them. Um, but I don't keep them anywhere else. I just keep them in my kitchen. And so that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter where I say you should put things. It matters where you use those things. And all of the things should be together. So if you use, um, let's say, Shabbos candles. Of course you use Shabbos candles. 
why would you keep your the extra candles far apart from uh, where your Shabbos candles live? I mean, I'm constantly finding, like, when I go to ladies' homes, I'm constantly finding things in the totally wrong places. A few weeks ago, like two weeks ago, I went to one lady. I found a thousand shekel. She had just placed money at random points in her home. I mean, we found a thousand shekels. For those of you who don't know, even though the exchange rate is pretty terrible, that's like $400. It's a lot. I mean, that's a, like a lot of money to find as like pocket change, I think. Anyways, I would be really thrilled if I found a thousand shekels. Um, like, seriously, ladies, put it in one place. I'm sorry, it's not 400 shekels. Right now it's 285 shekels. But still, I mean dollars. I would still be thrilled to find $285, okay? I could, you know, you can go to Costco for $285. $285 is my food budget for the week. Like, I, I, I'm just saying, put, I love this call. I love this voicemail from this lady. It was so great. It, it totally illustrated the point. Put it all in one place and then you don't have to look all over for it. Okay, um, let's see. Razy asked me about um, the fabric spray I, I talked about last week or two weeks ago. Um, maybe it was last week. Um, so I use a brand. Um, it's like, I don't use it that much, so I still have it from when I made Aliyah three years ago. Don't need a lot. I use a brand called Caldrea. I use the rose water and the driftwood flavor, scent, flavor, scent, I don't know. And I really love the way it smells. Caldrea is like an eco-friendly brand. Um, when uh, I finish, if the bottle still works, it takes me a long time to go through the bottle. I make my own sometimes. I'll tell you how to make it. Um, 30 drops of essential oils, your choice of essential oils. 1.5 cups of distilled water. I still haven't figured out what distilled water is called in Israel, so I just use the filtered water. Um, three ounces of vodka, a spray bottle, and a funnel. Um, mix the water and vodka in the in the jar and shake, and you can add, um, I, that's what you use the funnel for, to mix it in the bottle. Um, and then do about 30 drops of oil shake into the... Um, into the bottle and, and shake it each time before you use it. And you can use like any smell you like. You can use lavender, you can use orange, you can mix lavender and orange. Go wild, go crazy. Um, but essential oils can be kind of expensive. It's sometimes cheaper to just buy the Caldrea. <laughs> and if you're not crazy with it, it'll last a long time. Um, okay, another Gitty called me and said, or maybe it was the same Gitty, I don't know said she uses, for a recipe book, she has a one-inch binder loose leaf um, with heavy-duty index card sheet protectors. She said it's easy to clean. Um, she also has some full sheet protectors where she has like larger recipes. Uh, she has two notebooks, one for meat and one for dairy, and then she separates um, inside, she has categories with dividers for like salads and appetizers and side dishes and main courses um, and she loves it and she feels super organized so call a vote for feeling organized it's a great feeling um, and I think that's a really great idea um, 
I'll give you my ideas. I'm, I, I'm happy to give you my ideas. If you think you have a great idea, please call me and let me know how you organize something that I've spoken about. Um, I like to hear it. I think organizing is a collective because not everything that works for me works for you. Uh, it's all about finding the best solution for you. And what I also want to say is that sometimes in, you know, what's today? July 5th, 2017. Um, today, today's solution works for you today and it may work for you for a year or two years or three years. And after that, it might not work for you anymore. You might need a new system. So reevaluate sometimes. See if a new system helps you if one really isn't working for you. Um, Schiffer called <clears throat> and says, what did she say? I can't read what I wrote here. Loves, um, she loves that we had chickens, unfortunately. Uh, our chickens are no longer with us. We're not sure exactly what happened. <laughs> um, but she pointed out to me, I guess this was, um, this was, I guess, maybe about the chickens or maybe about the car. Um, she said to me, you shouldn't waste your emotional um, capacity on things that you can't change. So um, that's a really great tip. Um, Chai Hinda always used to say, don't let people rent space in your, or take up space rent-free in your brain. Don't let it take up rent, space in your brain rent-free. They're not paying you rent to think about it, so think about it, look at it, be done, and move on. Thanks, Shifra, for reminding me. Um, you also said something else, and honestly, your, um... Your voicemail cut out. So please, please, please leave me another voicemail. Speak slowly and speak clearly and make sure you're in a place with good reception if you're calling from a cell phone because oftentimes I can't hear you ladies. So please make sure you speak clear and slow. Um, she said, some asked me about something about kitchen organization, but honestly, I just didn't understand the question. So please, please, please ask me again. Okay, ladies. I've been chatting for 35 minutes. Um, it's a lot of time. <laughs> so um, I know this session is a little bit shorter than some of the others, um, but I will be excited to speak to you again next week and hear your comments from this week's episode. And um, please, please, please tell me your organizational questions. I want to hear them. If you still have questions about waste, um, I'm happy to answer them. Um, I want to tell you all that I want to just take this sort of opportunity to tell you guys that, ladies, to tell you ladies, beautiful ladies, um, that um, from August 13th until August 25th, I will have some bookings in the New York area. Um, I had been thinking about going to Chicago also, but I can't go to Chicago if I don't get enough, um, bookings. So please, ladies, if you're interested in booking some time with me, I would love to see you. Also, if anybody arranges, um, speaking engagements, I would love, 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 love to speak to all you and meet you all in person. Um, so yeah. Let me know, ladies. Um, you can send me an email, as always. Um, Rebecca at Balagan Be Gone. That's R-E-B-E-K-A-H at Balagan Be Gone.com. Or you can 
um, leave me a voice message and I'll call you back if you want to book some time. And um, yeah, you can email me any general questions you can have also. And like I said, check out um, balaganbegone.com and either click on resources or do forward slash AK and you can see all the things that I sort of been talking about, the supplies that I use to get help me with zero waste. Um, Tove, ladies, have a great rest of your week. And I look forward to hearing from you with your questions and your comments. Um, I love hearing it, even if, you know, it's a negative comment. I still want to hear it. Even if you think I'm totally crazy, I still want to know. <laughs> um, and I want to hear your progress and I want to hear your success and I want to hear your struggles. So leave a voicemail, send an email, you know, send a carrier pigeon, um, whatever it is. You can follow me on Instagram if you want. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear from all of you. Um, thanks for listening to episode, what did I say this was? Eight, 19. 19, wow, 19 episodes already. Ladies, we're coming a long way. Um, and remember, Hashem keeps me organized all the time, always. Have a great day.